Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros podcast, along with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Cias with Pipeline Insurance. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great Super fun end of June Friday for you. It is the end of June, isn't it? Holy crap, where did the year go? Technically not the end, but since it's I mean, Friday, basically. the next time we're on the show to be July, so... It's half over. It's pretty much over. Yeah. Half over. Yeah. Yeah. Half over. It's downhill from here. It is, it is. <laughs> well, before we get too far into our discussion, let's uh, quickly introduce our guest. We are excited. We're happy. We're loving this. Uh, really excited to have a, a, an artist. An artist on the show. An artiste. An artiste. Uh, we're super excited, and I hope that you all are ready for this because we have a great, great show planned for you today with Miss Rochelle Trujillo from Of Leaf and Star. Hi. Thank you, Rochelle, for joining us today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. All right, Rochelle. Before we get started, I have to do a promo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, real quick, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. So if you have new shoes, you shoes, uh, you want to donate cash, hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. He'll hop on his Harley. He's got a cool Harley, huh? Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of noise. He'll hop on his Harley <laughs> right over there and pick those bad boys up. So again, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com for the shoes and for all your insurance needs. Yeah. All right. Hang on. Before we uh, actually jump into the next thing, I got one other uh, event. So this one is going out to all of our um, adventurous, spontaneous married couples out there. Ooh. So if you are adventurous, spontaneous, and married, there is an opportunity for you to uh, renew your wedding vows for free and have an overnight stay in Yucca Valley. So, one of my friends is a uh, wedding planner, event planner. Uh, Shout out to Andrea Abel, Events by Abel. And she has an event that she's hosting this weekend. Uh, So, if you are watching us on Facebook Live, this is exclusive to you because by the time this episode airs, it's going to be too late. So, those of you on Facebook Live, if you are married and adventurous and have a spontaneous attitude, you want to go get your uh, wedding vows renewed and uh, stay out in Yucca Valley, hit me up. I'm just going to say this. If you're a guy and you want a nice, spontaneous gift for your spouse that means something from the heart, that's a good one. There you go. Um, actually, text Andrea directly, 773-930-6028. Call or text Andrea or reach out to me right up there's my uh, info or give me a call. Text me, 619-884-0045. All right, oh. that's it. Promo's done. Promo's done. You ready? <laughs> You're ready. All right, Rochelle. So, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good to be here. So, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about your background when this business, uh, prior to this business. I did 12 years of bartending. 
to be able to stay home with my kids and make enough money to support them. And then was able to actually go back to school around 35 and my background's in interior design. So bartending. Yeah. I, I got a question. I, I, I always <laughs> wonder about this. Um, you're, you're done bartending. You're, you're, you know, in a whole new life now. But when there's a party, do you just find yourself gravitating to the oh, drinks? Every time. <laughs> like, let me make that for you. Ooh, yeah. I'm very particular <laughs> about how my drinks are made. So usually when I go to a bar, I just Jameson neat because I can't screw that up. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I, I just wonder because, you know, like everybody tends to go to the thing that they like to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure bartending was kind of fun, right? Oh, it's, it was so much be. fun. Tell me. Except the three o'clock in the morning getting home. <laughs> that less fun well yeah, now you gotta you know walk over everybody who's stumbling <laughs> well you get old enough to where it's not as much fun to mm-hmm. be out that late and i think that's kind of for me school came at the right time and i was just ready to do something that wasn't competing with girls that were tw- <laughs> 10 years younger than I <laughs> you know so so um school were you a pretty good student like in high school and stuff uh, i was that kid that didn't do any other homework but retained everything, so I'd half listen in class and then ace all my tests. So I was lazy. Don't do that. Don't, Don't do, do that. that. <laughs> um, so I graduated with like solid C average, and to my parents' disgust. And then when I went back to school, it was completely different. As an adult, I think you appreciate it more, not just because it's on your dime, but because you value the learning experience. And I had so much fun. Um, at the end of that fifth year, I was a little, little burned out and ready to do something else. And I'm sure my husband was like, oh, finally done. No more projects. Because <laughs> design school is no joke. Because the projects, on top of the homework and the exams, <laughs> I would just lock myself in the library and there'd be a sign. If you need to eat, you know where the cabinet is. <laughs> if you're bleeding, dial 911. <laughs> you know where the mic there, There's this box, a magic box that That's eats fantastic. your food. If you put the food in there, set the timer, voila, All my dinner. kids can cook. Oh, even better. <laughs> you don't even have to use the magic box. Nope. I use the magic box. <laughs> yeah, you're a magic box. He, he, he is almost literally like a Fruit Loop. Like, if there's any time, you know, food, I can go to cereal. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like, 90% of my diet consists of cereal. What was, what was the out. food epi- epiphany you had? Oh, meat plus fire equals food. <laughs> I figured that out when I was 29 years old. Oh, no. Meat plus fire equals food. 29 years old. Yeah. So, see what I mean? Some of, us, <laughs> some of us got kicked out of the kitchen when we were kids. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he, there was probably a reason for that. Yeah. I was a pain. <laughs> James, your turn to wash the dishes. Never mind. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a guy thing. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, until you get a wife that's like, I don't care how many times you have to do it. You're going to get it right? You're, You're going to do it. Right. Well, my dad got away with uh, not changing our diapers. Well, my diaper, because he did it one time and gave me like horrible diaper rash. Sorry, dad, to tell you that, to tell that story. But, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he never had to change a diaper again. <laughs> so, winner, like, winner. If it works, why <laughs> mess with it? It does, right? All right, yep. so five-year hiatus and being a parent, going full-time in school, 
right? I, I can't really say hiatus because you were probably double, you know, doing yeah. both really difficult. Yeah. Um, but you finished five years of design school and it's kind of a cool experience because you, you're going to school to learn versus going to school because you have to. Mm-hmm. That's, right? I think, the difference. And then now you now you have this degree in design. You're, you're ready to rock and roll. You have a choice. You can go get a job or you can start your own thing. Walk me through that thought process. What were you thinking? I did a year and a half of an internship that was horrific. <laughs> and then I started realizing why, why that. Why was it horrific though? Just, I learned everything not to do in a small business. Right. Just gonna leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but I did start to realize that all the things I loved about design, I wasn't really doing very often. And all the things that I was doing, just the anxiety and the stress triggers, and I hated going to work every day. And working for someone that didn't have the same kind of, um, I guess, drive and organizational skills, Mm. (laughs) and just the desire for customer service. And I just got tired. And I realized, oh my gosh, I just did five years of school. For nothing. (laughs) Like, I'm not doing what I went to school for. And the art just kind of happened almost on accident. Uh, Originally, when I started my business, it was, um, I was repurposing, doing a lot of flips as far as furniture and turning something strange into something completely different and had a different business name. Juxtapose curated. What does that make you think of? Juxtapose? I don't even know. I I got a lot of blank looks. Like Yeah. I was like... And uh, I realized that's not the reaction I was going for. And then the whole nature aspect kind of just kept resurfacing and resurfacing because for me, nature is so important as far as it needs to be part of everyday life, but it really isn't. We all work in environments where it's artificial lighting and recycled air, stress triggers, and then we go home and not all of us have an environment where as soon as we walk in the door, it's like, oh, Peace, tranquility. Well, you kind of talked about that, you know, before the show was on. You're saying you were from Colorado. You're mm-hmm. you're a mountain girl. I am. So for you, nature is like you're just born yes. into it. It's like part of like it's it's your it's your your peaceful place. It's where yes. you go to to enhance your calm. Definitely, and I think everybody we all have that as humans. We have that need, and I think a lot of us don't even realize. So the nature deprivation that we all experience is a real thing. One. <laughs> And two, it affects us very negatively. And most of us don't have time to go do, you know, a 20 minute walk on the beach or go for a hike or have a, you know, a backyard garden experience that we can go and enjoy at the end of the day. So if you can find ways to bring natural elements into your home subconsciously without even realizing you start to feel that joy, you start feeling that calm and it just makes the environment you're in that much better for you as far as your mental wellness your physical wellness and just being able to let go yeah well i mean there's a lot of science behind stuff like that like like things like where you have waves crashing and it mm-hmm. like that subtle noise in the background when you go to sleep you know it that's that's a soothing relaxing sensation or having the like i, I used to work at a bank um we used to work. I used to work at Wells Fargo, but it was the cash vault. So there are no windows in this building. It's a secure environment, and it's like gray walls all the way around with no windows, no view, no nothing. So you know, different sciences to like being able to put up certain pieces that look like you're looking at the outside or have that you know feeling of of being able to experience something like that. That it just brings the tension level down in an mm-hmm. office building or in your own space. And I know people who have worked in cubicles. And you can go to a cubicle office and like there's just, you know, boring, boring, boring. And then that one person has that one 
cubicle that's just plants and, and but it's tranquil you walk right and you're like oh that's a nice spot and when you're calm you can focus and when you can focus you're more productive mm-hmm. when you're more productive you're happier and so is your boss <laughs> and so is your boss so to me it's kind of counterintuitive like it's to, duh why not have you know like you said not even just in your home but in your workspace why not have that and even art in general is just as important for the same thing it elicits a emotional response and if you play it right it's a positive emotional response and positive emotional responses trigger positive mental tracks so that's kind of where i ended up as far as nature and art that combination the power being the focus of where my business is going and what I'm doing now. So tell me a little bit, like, let's, we didn't actually go into it. What is your business, like, specifically? I have a home decor and art studio, and uh, I sell primarily primarily on, on Etsy. Um, great platform if you're uh, grassroots or, you know, cottage industry that you're wanting to get started out. Um, but I do everything from... Um, art prints to moss art what people call living walls even though they're they are preserved and they don't require any care but na- big nature murals um uh, pillows everything if you want it in your home i probably have it it's all going to be handmade signature designs by me but it's all going to be related in some way to nature hmm. keep feeding back to that this is what you need to have in your home and you talked a little bit earlier about like the customer service aspect of it. It, it. Do you get calls where like, I want you to design something for my whatever space. And then you kind of get to know the individual and do it that way. Or are you just creating pieces that you know you'll love and uh, you know, it they speak to you individually and then you post them up and you know, hope what, what it's happens. It's a little bit of both for me. If you're going to run a business successfully, even if it's art based, you can't always be wearing the artist hat because you want it to sell mm-hmm. so you need to have varied price points you need to have different things that are going to speak to different people still within your target market and still within your lane but i have people that if coastal is their thing so they want something that's going to remind me of that that calm that the ocean brings but then i have people that like me that prefer the mountains or a lot of the stuff actually has i've been told a, a big uh, pacific northwest kind of vibe you know the moss and so i try to make sure that Anybody that maybe is looking for something like that, it's going to find something. But you can't always just do what you like because you are trying to sell to other people. Mm-hmm. And it's finding that balance as an artist, as in a business person, where to, how do I, how do I find that sweet spot? How do I find that fine line and not trip over it and fall face first? Yeah. And that's part of like, you know, the first couple of years of business, really figuring that out. There was a lot of throwing things at the wall and see what would stick. How did you? Don't how do did that you, either? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, how did you finally decide to narrow it down? Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's a strategy that a lot of people do with any type of marketing, right? They try a couple things. They'll try a podcast. They'll try, mm-hmm. you know, they'll try video. They'll try ads. They'll try, you know, changing the suit, changing their headshot, changing whatever it is in their business. But they're not really figuring out what what demographic what their demographics is actually looking for. So how did you how did you overcome that? How did you step out of like just throwing it out there? I had a basic idea. I thought I knew what I was doing when I started. I had a basic idea as far as where my target market was, who my target market was, how to reach them. And like I said, some of it was just a slow evolve process, and then some of it was just okay. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> I lost money on that. Let's not do that again. And it just listening to feedback I was getting, and paying attention to okay, well, who am I getting that feedback from? 
and what kind of feedback are they leaving and why are they leaving that feedback and just trying to figure out what it is people wanted from me <laughs> yeah that's that's always the difficult part right it, that's the hard part and and not feeling like I was betraying myself or getting offended when something that I thought oh everybody's gonna love this because I love it and crickets yeah you can't get offended and that's kind of where you have to put that artist part of you aside a little bit because you are putting a little piece of yourself in every piece and that's the hard part I think about selling art especially if you're selling your own art is you're emotionally you're putting yourself out there yeah you're very it took me I didn't show anybody my artwork for years through college (laughs) well ever and it wasn't until probably when I started this business and I kind of gently put oh I have um two foot by three foot it's like a triptych three pieces in my living room and I had knew I was gonna have people coming over for like a holiday and I'm I put those up there kind of to see what the reaction was and I got a lot of positive feedback and a lot of and when I got people saying I want that can you do that for my home that was affirmation okay this is what I'm supposed to be doing I don't suck they like it let's go with this and I think that's kind of when I started realizing if I don't put myself out there, I'm not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And being told no or people not liking what I'm doing isn't a message to stop. And actually, if you're scared to do something, usually that means that you need to do it. Yeah, yeah. You need to step <laughs> you get out of your own way it. and do it. Get, that, and that's my biggest thing is getting out of my own way because I will overanalyze and everybody deals with self-doubt but for artists that imposter syndrome is a huge deal it's very part of your everyday life that voice in your head going what are you doing but let, well let me ask you this i mean we talked a little bit before the show we we're talking a little bit about our social media game right and we come from a very similar generation where when we were kids none of that stuff existed <laughs> no. right so when we're trying to transition into a world where now it exists and putting ourselves out there, that in itself is a stepping stone. So I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about how you accepted the fact that you had to go out there and then how you decided between Facebook and Instagram. What, what was the mm-hmm. difference between the two? Getting myself out there. The scariest thing I think I ever did in social media was putting out a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't enjoy that part. But I knew that part of being an indie brand, part of being a small business owner, part of being a brand that's based on a person means that person needs to be present, mm-hmm. needs to be a face that people can connect to the brand. That can they connect, okay, this person gets me because it's a person. And if they feel that you're connected to them, they're going to feel more connected to you, the products you're putting out. And as far as a Facebook to Instagram, I kind of tried both equally. I did a lot of research. I'm, I love research. I'm a total nerd. And was kind of like, well, Instagram looks like that's kind of where I need to go. It's aesthetically based. And, you know, on my Instagram, I do not just like art and what I'm doing in my studio, but how to put nature in your home, a little bit of interior design, a little bit of DIY. I'm a little bit like what's going on in my, my home and my dogs. Um, but Facebook just never really, nothing ever happened. Nothing took off. And that's when you have to realize you have to take off again, that get, step out of that artist and take, step away from your ego. Just because your friends like you, doesn't mean they're going to like your stuff. Mm-hmm. And just because your friends don't like your stuff doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing it. It just means they're not your target market. Right. And my friends aren't my target market. They're not, that's not really necessarily what they're looking for. And Facebook just, it didn't really, so I keep that just mostly as far as it's my personal. It's my friends from high school that, you know, or where I ordinarily maybe wouldn't 
keep in touch with them and my family and but Instagram has been pretty good to me and I just like the way it works it's all based on the image you're putting out and the words and I like writing so for me I don't have a blog up yet or anything like that this is kind of that little step to see are people gonna respond to what I write yeah well, I, I got to tell you, the copy that you write on your on your prof, on your pictures that you post, I mean, they're amazing. Like Thank they're you. they're they're very nicely. They keep you going to the next line and reading to the next level and going all the way to the bottom of that post. So you're doing a good job on the ad oh, copy. Um, and then and then uh, you know Instagram. Your Instagram is is really nice in the sense that every picture is almost uh, an art piece in and of itself. You know, like like it's not just like look what I did, click. It's yeah. it's really well. It's lit the right way. It has great emphasis on colors. The ad copy looks really well. I mean, it looks very professionally done. Thanks. So you know, I'm I kudos to you and your <laughs> on your Instagram work. Um, so I you know it's it's weird for me going from a world where I didn't want to put my face on anything, mm-hmm. um, to now really paying attention to how. I put my face on things or exactly. how I put my image out there. You know, tell me a little bit about, you know, w- when you have a piece that you want to highlight or when you want to have a post that you want to put up, what's your thought process uh, that goes into it as far as the picture and the copy? I actually have a new system and everybody's welcome to, to join in on this. I struggled figuring out what I was going to post for the longest time or I'd go for like a week and not post anything and then I'm like, oh, I need to post something and then a random photo shot of like you were saying. <laughs> but I started doing some other um, like Instagram challenges or, and they didn't have any in the US and they didn't have really any for makers or creative minds or small business owners. So I actually started one a few months ago. It's called Daydreams Grown Here, hashtag. And every month I put out, it's a calendar that has post prompts that are loose enough that they can work for pretty much anybody. But it kind of at least gives you an idea and you don't have to follow every single one. It just gives you an idea of what you can post. So I follow that. But then, this is the nerd factor, I actually have it set up where I check. I I do all the photos and then I'll make sure that they all look good together. Or like this one. You mean like the tiles Yeah, where it'll go like dark, light, dark, so it all balances out. Because uh, one of the best uh, pieces of advice I got for, from someone as far as how to set up your Instagram page was it need when you're a, a business owner and you're selling something, it needs to look like a magazine, not a catalog. Mm. Otherwise people are gonna get bored. And I don't want you to, I don't want to bore you. Right, right. <laughs> so and luckily enough for me, um, you have to take, you know, art classes in, in for interior design. I did not want to take another drawing class, so I got into art photography, um, and being in the dark room and all that so I do have a little bit of photography background. So it's helped me with my Instagram and even my Etsy store as far as knowing how to photograph products to where people are going to go, oh, I like that. I want that. Yeah. But then when they get it, they don't go, oh, well, the photograph was better. They're getting the experience, but they're getting what it's really going to look like. And with Instagram, I try to do the same thing. I try to be a little realistic still with it where it's still pretty. It's still going to make you feel good to look at it, but it's not so glamorized that it's not real i try Mm -hmm. to be as genuine as possible because people are going to respond to that and that's what art is about is something genuine they respond to 
So I try to make sure that that comes across my my Instagram, especially is yeah. You're definitely a creative mindset because you can tell. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of different Instagrams, and you know, some of them are you know heavy on the personal side, which is great. You know, they're entertaining, and yours is really heavy on the creative side. It's very intentional in everything that you that you've been posting on there, which is really really cool because um, what you know, the more work you put into that aspect of it, the more uh, results you're gonna get, and more yeah. comments you're gonna get, more engagements you're gonna get, and hopefully more sales you're going to get. How's how's Instagram been helping you as far as growing your business? I've noticed a slow, steady uh, growth. And anytime I look, because Etsy is great as far as having a setup is where you can go in and, and check, you know, all your, but Instagram and Pinterest are the top two that seem to continuously bring in traffic. And it's a little bit more each and every month. So I'm doing something right, but I still need to figure out how to boost that just that that much more because I'm reaching people but not always in the way that I need to so you know I I like where I'm going with my Instagram but there's always room for improvement so you're you're getting a lot of that's beautiful that's amazing that's great and but you're having a hard time converting them to yes, sale yeah exactly there's not always that and a lot of times if they do buy it's as a gift mm-hmm which is great. Okay. I love that my stuff is going out and it's it's going to someone that's... But I'm trying to figure out what it is, what do you want? <laughs> so I can be a little more intentional with my Instagram and the Etsy store. Well, I'm going to ask you this then. How often are you asking for the sale? I try to... Every third to fourth post is... This is what the, it's something to do with what is in either my Etsy store or in um, one of the boutiques that I'm in locally. So I, I don't want, like I said, I don't want to be like a catalog. So I don't do every single post, you know, buy this, buy this, buy this. I try to make sure that it's like every third or fourth one. A little bit of, you know, some personal stuff in there so they get to know me and why I'm doing this. And then I'll throw in things like, like I said, pictures of my dog. Mm-hmm. And I'll usually kind of relate it back to whatever I'm talking about. But I try not to do it heavily as far as product. But make sure that you can tell that this is why this Instagram page is here. Are I you am. using the stories? I'm not. Because you know, I'm thinking. Know, I'm trying I'm to. Supposed I'm, to. <laughs> one of my favorite things it's to video do. Based. Yeah. We talked about. I know. This. I know. I know. And but I, one of my favorite things to do is to get to know you and your business, right? I mean, honestly, honestly, I treat a lot of these sit downs as a consultation. So I get to know a little bit about you, who you are. I get to know a little bit about your business, where your business, where your business is at, and then I want to give you some advice to help you, right? And so. Um, I like the I like the concept of how you said your posts are very magazine like not catalog like but I think your your stories should be a little more DIY and if you like this contact me here yeah. like or, or you know hey I got this piece it's been sitting here for a while it's very beautiful I want to find it a home you know if you're interested you know blah 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 like I think your stories should be um, sales attempts while your posts are magazine, since those go, go away anyways. And I think that way you get kind of the best of both worlds because you're doing a really good job on grabbing the attention enough so that they're going to be like, oh, she has a, a post and maybe I can get a deal, right? Maybe yeah. it's like on Fridays, my stories are about the, the sales that I get. Maybe on Tuesdays, it's like Beach Tuesday and you're doing that. Or maybe, you know, Wednesdays, it's like, you know, Moss, Moss Wednesdays. Or I don't know, whatever it's going to be. But people who are interested in your posts and are getting the story and are loving the content can get a deal in your stories. I know. I know I'm missing that 
that whole segment of what I need to be doing. It's yeah, just, it's we, fear. It, Don't it, let it fear stop fear. you. It's because stopping me. We, Look what's happening. You're doing what a lot of a lot of business owners do, which is you're creating everything great so well and so intentional that you're afraid to be a salesperson. That is my biggest, well, because I'm selling myself. I'm selling my art. And that's the biggest problem I think a lot of um, working artists face is it's, it makes you very vulnerable and it's very uncomfortable. And I'm also putting my face up in a way that you know, I can't edit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it's a video, son. I have to listen to my voice and all those things that we get scared of and then but I think don't that, do. I think imagine all those little trickles that you're seeing from Pinterest and all those little trickles that you're seeing from Instagram. Imagine how big of a trickle you're going to get or how much the engagement you're going to get if you actually let people know. Because maybe a lot of people are looking at the picture and don't even know you sell it. They're just thinking, wow, this person has great you know, ideas. they scroll. Yeah, and they keep scrolling. They see all your ideas, but they have no clue that you actually sell the stuff. Hey, by the way, since we're talking about it, would you mind holding that up oh, to yeah. that camera so that everybody can see? Oh, yeah. Um, that one. Oh, okay. This hang one? on. Hang on. Let me. Let me. He's going to change it. Pretty there you go. There you go. Now you're on that one. There you go. See? I mean, I mean it's sim- uh, this beautiful, simple, beautiful packages. But I mean, if anybody had any clues as to what they would want as far as the things that you have, if I'm looking at your stuff, I'm like, wow, all that stuff is beautiful. I have no clue that. It could be mine. <laughs> like that could be a piece that you can put up that you can put up in, in my living room or this is a piece that would be beautiful in my bathroom, right? Like those are the things that I think you should do with your story. It's like, look, this is you know, this is the piece. I think it would be great in a bathroom. The reason why this is for this bathroom is because it's tranquil or whatever, or this is great for a kitchen, it gets good lighting, it has great offset of color. If you have your kitchen, if you have a black, gray, and white kitchen like mine is, right? These would be perfect with low maintenance. Like they're still DIYs, but they're you asking for the sale. Something for your refrigerator? See? These are magnets. Small but, <laughs> but it's the it's the color, right? It's it's mm-hmm. that little That's extra great. pop, that little extra thing that, that gives you that tranquility that you're talking about. Exactly how you're explaining it, that passion that you have behind it is what you should have in your stories, but so that people know that this can be yours. And I think you'll see a huge uptick because you're already grabbing the attention. I just don't think the attention knows that that piece could I'm be there. Not funneling it properly all the way. There's a disconnect between. Yeah, and I think that's you stopping it yourself because you're afraid that's to exactly call yourself a salesperson. <laughs> but you are. You called yourself a solopreneur on your post. That requires you. You know, any entrepreneur requires that you have sales. If you don't have sales. You're just making stuff. Yeah, you're a fake entrepreneur. <laughs> right? You're a hobby. you have a hobby. You have a hobby. Essentially, that's exactly what right? it is. And so, you know, that's that's that little transition piece. You got great stuff. You have amazing ad copy and amazing pictures. Now you just got to let people know that I am in business. <laughs> and to that point, why don't you go ahead and look at this camera here and let the world know how to get in touch with you if they want to get your stuff. Find me on Instagram. Um, it's at of Leaf and Star, and you can check out my Etsy stop or Etsy store, mm-hmm. and it's made of Leaf and Star. But I'm also here locally. If you go to Calypso Collective in Hillcrest, I have a little corner Ooh. booth in there. So if you're looking for that last minute gift and don't know where to go, beautiful. Literally just walked by that place uh, yesterday. Oh, there you go. Did not know you were in there. It's cool. Now he's going to stop by and be like, what's up? Yep. <laughs> hey. 
All on right. On the way to Libertad Tacos. On the way to Libertad Tacos. Mm. <laughs> it's a good spot. Oh, dude, delicious. Oh, and by the way, Libertad Tacos, uh, all of their proceeds, all of their profit, it's a non-profit taco shop. They uh, donate all of their profits to charities. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy, oh, right? Crazy. Now I want tacos. Yeah. <laughs> now I want tacos. <laughs> Libertad Tacos. All right. Uh, Free shout out. Last little segment here. Uh, I'm going to ask you. Uh, who do you think who do you think would be a good guest to be on the podcast? But before that, I'm gonna let you ask the bros a question. Well, you started Ooh. talking about what I need to do as far as stories. How did you guys get started as far as figuring out how to do it, when to do it, and being consistent with it? Mm. Okay, let me let me start this one. Let me start this one because I am more like you where it's taken me quite a bit of time. Hernan has been practicing it for uh, several months now, uh, probably since the beginning of this year. And I have like started and stopped and started and stopped. And I'm on a start right now. So uh, one of the things that I've been doing is just thanking our guests as they come on the show or the day after. Um, And it started with uh, one thing that Hernan said uh, on one of our early episodes, which was, if you don't have anything else to post about, if you don't have anything else to say, find someone to think. Start with that. Oh, that's good. Because that's at least, I mean, it's coming from, you actually have a reason to mention this person, right? They've obviously done something in your life that is worth thanking. So why not publicly thank them? And it's a post. It gets stuff out there. It gets you in the habit of speaking from the heart and what you feel. And now you're seeing yourself on camera and it's getting just a little bit better and a little bit better. And then I told him to take it up a notch. And I was like, now set time blocks on your, like set the alarm. You saw the alarm go off, right? So that's an alarm telling me post something on Instagram. And it's just a matter of whatever I'm doing at that time. Sometimes it's like, I'm chilling with my kids. Sometimes it's, you know, we're at the movie theater. Sometimes it's get ready to be on the podcast. It could be anything or thank you to whoever was on the show, whatever it is get in the habit of posting mm-hmm. now with you you have so many pieces i think it's you know a matter of set set the time block and you're you're i mean you're ocd yeah. so if you oh, set yeah. your time block and you even put it on your alarm mm-hmm. like feature image feature product right or diy on this or you know um thank you know a previous client or something like that like if you just set it on your alarm then it's not a matter of what to post it's time to post and then that that's kind of, you know, one little mindset shift in your head. It's like when you have a business, it's not, you know, what to do. It's when to do it. Mm. And if you set yourself up with a when to do it, then you'll get better at how you're doing it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like we like podcast, for example, I told him we're doing this every day, Monday through Friday. He looked at me like, well, oh, right. That's a lot. But, <laughs> yeah. but every day we got a little bit better, a little bit better. And as we meet people, we learn from them things that they're doing well in their business, right? Like the ad copy and the way you vote, like all that stuff is important. So, you know, we learn things as well and we implement them in, in, in our podcast and what we're doing in our businesses as well. So it's just a matter of consistency and figuring out yeah. what to do and then start to do it. That's the biggest step is start to do it's it. It's the starting to do yeah. it. I've got consistency with my Instagram posts. It's the doing the stories and things that I know I need to be doing and, and getting started. Is yep. where I'm. <laughs> so I, I did one. You have a lot of, and, and I, I, uh, Gabe, Gabe Mendez is the Gabe one. Gabe Mendez. Yeah. So you have posts. Those are facts. Facts tell, stories sell. So your stories are going to be the spot where you sell things. 
These are like where you talk about what inspired you about this piece and it can be yours. Order it here or, you know, swipe up and send me a DM if you're interested in this piece. So facts are what's on your posts. Stories are what's going to sell. Okay. Cool. Do All it. right. <laughs> and you're going to have to text me in a week. Did you do it yet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm watching you. You know what? You can, you can even tag me in your story so you it's it. accountable. And I'll, I'll repost it so people can see it too. Perfect. Okay. All ooh, right. Ooh, Accountability should we, should, factor. Should we start a challenge? A uh, uh, hashtag uh, in, in, in honor of uh, energy, right? The 33, 33 days of posting. 33 days of posting. Ooh. ooh. Three posts a day for 33 days. <laughs> Three posts a day for 33 days. Oh, that sounds like a good one. Ah. All right. All right. Shout out to Energy on that Shout one, though. Shout out to Energy. All right. Um, who would you think, who do you think would be a good guest to be on the podcast? I am a huge fan. Um, his name is Christopher Kirkpatrick, and he does these, I don't even have words for, amazing. Um, they're resin water tables, and he does these live edge slabs, and then he pours resin to where it looks like it's almost moving water. And he started out small, uh, with a saw and a sander, and he's slowly been growing, and he's a San Diego guy. Ooh. So definitely check him out. Uh, huge fan. And of course, it's nature-based, so mm-hmm. of course it so made course me excited. Fan, yeah. And he's a great guy. Yeah, we've kind of talked a couple times about doing some kind of collaborative piece. So we'll get there eventually. Yeah. But yeah, so check him out. Um, Instagram, I'm pretty sure it's just at Chris Kirkpatrick. Cool. But great guy. Well, I'll give you... Amazing artisan. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd even give you advice as to add the people that you admire into your stories. Yeah. Thank them. Feature one of their cool pieces. Like, look, I just saw them do this. This is amazing. You would love this. Check them out at... People love that. You're giving them the attention. And, and then I'm not amazing. necessarily talking about me. Yes. <laughs> That's, See? that's great advice. Don't start out talk, worrying about talking about me. Find something else. Find something to talk else. About. Talk about, yeah, you are. I can do that. People. There you go. How was it? How was the podcast? I didn't die. You did and not I die. I didn't embarrass myself, I don't think. No. I'll have to watch you didn't back. Even stumble. <laughs> like you, were, you came out perfect, flawless speaking. That's it. Next and time. And you jinx me now. Yeah. Next time we're going to put you on a stage in front of thousands of people. That doesn't freak me out nearly as much. No? No. Public speaking is one of the only things that does not trigger anxiety for me. This, for some reason, I don't know what One on one? All right. Okay. It's the videos. Well, you did yeah. amazing. Yeah, you oh, did thanks, a great job. Guys. So. Thank you for coming on the show. Really, really do appreciate you. Uh, and thank you for the piece. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, that's beautiful. And and ladies and gents, you're going to see it. It's it's made the wall. Yes. It's on the wall. It's on the wall. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, quick reminder, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. So if you have new shoes, you shoes, cash donations, hit up James, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. And if you have... Uh, any insurance needs you either need it for your business you need it for your personal your life which you all should have life insurance it's the only product insurance that's not mandatory but you should have it anyways you own a home you have kids it's a love product take care of them make sure hit up james 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com and if you want to add insurance into your business whether you own some sort of other business taxes uh, i always say insurance taxes real estate whatever hit him up um, and uh, pretty much that's it. it. Thanks, guys. That's all Thank we got you, for Rochelle. you guys today. Yeah, Have a great, great weekend, and we'll see you again in July. <laughs> that's all <laughs> that's we got it. for you guys today. Peace. Bye bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? 
Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at seeusfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 